welcome to the Morning Star Show with Super Sly 75. You are listening to OnTheWakeUpRadio.com. Sign up for OTWTube.com, uncensored free speech platform. Shout out to our super producer, Cindy Ashby. All shows are live on TheWakeUpRadio.com. Catch replays on SoundCloud, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, iTunes, Spotify, and iHeartRadio, as well as otwtube.com. And now back to your host, Super Sly 75. What's up? 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 Listen, red and see over. I will beat your mother. <laughs> Red sings the blues and see over. I look forward to rubbing it in y'all faces when the Little Mermaid makes one billion dollars, not nine hundred and ninety-nine million five hundred thousand, not one point zero one billion. No, one billion dollars. I I will I will be here. I will, matter of fact, I'm going to run a live stream the night it clocks over a billion. I'm going to fire up a stream and be like, uh, it's officially at a billy. All right. Y'all going to learn. Y'all going to learn. Listen, y'all, man, there's so many things. I, oh, black people. Oh, my, my poor forsaken people. My, my downtrodden, misled, just... Black people, if I could just give y'all a collective hug. <sighs> Black people just stay losing. Stay losing. <laughs> Black people stay losing. What is <laughs> Black people stay losing. Oh. Listen, I'm going to get to Jamie Foxx in a minute, but y'all going to learn to stop. I don't know if doubting me. Yeah, that's what it is. Y'all gonna learn to stop doubting me. When I say sh- when I say it, it's pretty much spot on. Okay, Man, Nick, I'll, I like I said, the night it, it crosses a billion, I will fire up a stream at two in the morning just to say I told you so. Just to say I told you so. All right, just to say I told. I'm gonna act a whole plum fool. Plum. Put plum in front of fool, and that's how I'm going to act. Plum. All right? Okay. Uh, where, do, where do I begin? Where do I begin? Okay, let's go Jamie Foxx first. Now, I told y'all. I don't know why. You know what? It's okay. It's not your fault, y'all fault. I know what I say is hard to believe in certain instances, but everybody I've ever put on the clock, for the most part, is dead or dying. All right? Everybody I've pretty much put on a clock is either dead or dying. Now, I said Jamie Foxx was dead weeks ago. Weeks ago. We've gone through this. How many times do I have to tell y'all they have to wait for the stars to align for whatever it fits their narrative for them to announce the man is dead? I've been saying this for six, seven years now. They're just not going to come out and announce somebody's dead. No, it has to line up. The queen, 
been dead for some years before they, uh, you know, just, 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 <sighs> when I said the man was dead two, three weeks ago, now all of a sudden, wait, wait, when I said he was already dead two, three weeks ago, but why would they do that? Why would they, why would they not announce it? What are they waiting for? And then the slide, did you see his Instagram? No, did you see his Instagram? Do you follow Jamie Foxx on Instagram? Do you know how much he posts himself on Instagram? Now, I'm not calling y'all stupid, but I'm calling y'all stupid. I'm tired of y'all doubting me. I'm not calling y'all stupid, but I'm calling y'all stupid. If you follow Jamie Foxx on his, on his IG, that man posts himself just as much as Will Smith. I told you the man's been dead for several weeks now. Now, yeah, and then some of y'all was like, ah, slide, he's he slide cap. No slide on cap. And then, and then, oh, slide's IG. He's going to make it. Do you even know what, what he's in the hospital for still? When have you ever heard someone spend three weeks in the hospital and you not know what what they're suffering from, right? So now y'all come back to me again. Oh, slide, look, this is Shut up. Shut up. Why don't you tell me something I don't know? How about, how about y'all we do this? Why don't you come tell Sly something he don't know? That's how we're going to make this fun. You come tell Sly something that he don't know. Nobody take offense to this. I'm just playing. I'm not playing, but I'm playing. I'm playing, but I'm not playing. Like, come on, black folk. This is why y'all stay losing. Bottom of the barrel. Last place. Last to get picked. Uh, first, to, first to get looked over. Right? And when I say black folk as a collective have low critical thinking skills, I get called names and stuff by other content creators that have child sexual sexual molestation charges against them. I don't understand, but okay, let's, I'll play this game with y'all. And you know, when they, when they do announce it, y'all gonna come right back here. Slide said he did. Y'all gonna flood me like y'all always do. Right. Once. So when I say somebody's been dead for some weeks, it takes a few weeks. And then when they announce the death, what y'all do? Y'all come flood me, email me, all types. Sly, he said he did, he did. Sly, he did, he did. They said he did. Oh, did they now? Y'all got to do better than this. Come on. <laughs> y'all got to do better than this. Y'all got to do better than this. Y'all got to do better than this. Come on, let's play. Let's play this game. Let's play this game. Let's play this game. Jamie Foxx's inner circle and family are preparing for a worst case scenario. Do we even know why he's in the hospital at this point? Wait, wait listen, let's see this. Let's see. Okay. Now, if this makes sense to y'all, then have, have at it. So, reportedly had to be revived after he had an episode that his family wants to keep hiding. All clues point to a possible brain issue 
but nothing has been confirmed. The expectations are mixed in terms of his health as he continues in observation at the hospital. This is what y'all y'all choose to inundate me with. I told you this man was dead weeks ago. Oh my gosh. Let's continue. Even though the actor spokespeople keep saying he is okay, there still remains the issue that Fox still hasn't left the hospital. But let y'all tell it. He teased Twitter from his IG. He was tweeting. Okay. Oh, oh okay. Add all that, oh, add all the secrecy to that, and this can obviously become an impossible to predict scenario when in, where anything could happen. In fact, the source that offered this report hinted that his family might even be contemplating a worst-case scenario type of situation. But wait, Jamie's people are saying he's doing okay and improving while doctors try to get to the bottom of his problems, but he wouldn't be in a hospital this long if he was anything close to okay. <sighs> For outlets, uh, this secrecy surrounding Jamie Foxx's health status falls perfectly in line with his brand of keeping things quiet. Really? Because when he lost his retarded sister, he, he posted all that. Anytime, listen, you... If you follow Jamie Foxx, you know what he's doing, where he's going, and who he's going to be with. Okay? But this is the this is the bullshit, the nonsense y'all would have bring to me. Uh, this is what y'all like to... Okay. Uh, uh, all right. Okay. Sure. Hopefully nobody takes offense to what I'm saying, but you do this for so long, after a while... It, it becomes ir irritating. It becomes irritating. So, yeah, I, let me see. When Soul came, yeah, I did a breakdown for Soul. It was an excellent movie. Yeah, Soul, he f <laughs> he was a, 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 a substitute teacher, a substitute music teacher, and he had a chance to play in a jazz band with a pretty well-known female jazz artist. I believe he falls into a manhole, pretty much dies early, goes to purgatory, right? Where all the other souls learn what they're going to be and they get transferred to earth. And he's like, I'm not ready to go. And then he helps the other little soul find its way. There's like this soul academy train. It's an excellent movie. So at the end, he gets a second chance. And then the little soul played by, I believe, Ellen DeGeneres, yeah, like I said, did that breakdown when that shit came out? What was a year ago? I, I'm over that. I, I, I do it. I move on. I do it and I move on. But this is this shit that y'all want to entertain. Fine. This man is already dead. Okay, now that I got that out the way, because of course y'all still gonna be like, um, okay, all right, okay, it's cool. It is cool. Hey, once again, please don't take offense to what I'm saying. But like I said, you do this long enough in people, whatever, it still gets a bit ir irritating. Um, Jay Jermaine, my man, thank you for the 10 on the cash app, brethren. Brown paper bag. 
Okay. Let me get to these comments. No, no Mike. Nope. We won't get that Mike Tyson movie. Nope. Because remember, he was in training to play Mike Tyson for the last three years. They already had the script. Um, I don't even know who the director was attached to it, but he was already in training for the Mike Tyson movie. So, no, we're not going to get that. <laughs> My man, Walt Diddy's in the house over there, wherever the hell he's at over there, living his best freaking life. I'm inspired, brethren. I'm inspired. I'm inspired. Okay. Okay. Where shall I go with this? Oh, you know what? Let's do this. Now, upon first glance, upon first glance, when you, when you listen to this young man, it sounds like gibberish, but he does drop a gem. Okay? Do not discount the youth. The youth are listening. They are watching, whether you believe it or not. Okay? So, this young man, he appears to be slow. He's from New York. But he's not, he, he says something towards the end that I was like, okay, they're listening. The youth are listening. Let's go. As a Jamaican, they say, never fuck Bati. <laughs> but she already tell me off rip, like, yo, that's what she like. Okay. So she said, put it on, boy, I'll put it on shit fire, bro. You ever pulled out and had a little shit on your, your meat? Nah, you don't pull out in the ass. You <laughs> busting that shit, bro. <laughs> that's a, that's a, I ain't gonna lie. That's the only good thing about the about that bro you don't gotta pull out bro what i'm pulling out for you can't breathe from the ass what's your favorite porn site my nigga batty hub <laughs> batty hub go crazy okay. look all y'all bitches that think y'all shit i gotta pay for it i don't it's on batty hub for the free or the well yeah see over <laughs> new yorkers understand new yorkers he he said something towards the end i was like okay once again disregard all this but towards the end, he 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 says some. He drops a, a pearl of wisdom. I muttered up. Bitch is smuttered up. She can suck my dirt up. Oh fuck, call your brother. Mm -hmm. They can talk her up. the brother. Stop telling my shit, you are. You be taking bitches to the Gucci store and shit? Nah, don't do that, bro. You don't let them lick the Gucci? Oh, the Gucci store. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, bitch, lick my Gucci, bro. Yeah, you gotta really clinch up, bro. You're on your period, you can't breathe, I'm shooting the club up. And then if you decide to eat they pussy on the period, you gotta just make sure they have a tampon in it. What? Yeah, but I don't like blood. <laughs> you crip? Nah. <laughs> <laughs> I done breathe shit before, but they never keep it. Listen, <laughs> yo, if you broke, you could shoot up every club, bro. They not gonna keep it. Here we go. I'm breaking my mother, bro. Here we go. Yo, real shit though. If you got money, Preserve your nut, bro. Boom. That's all I wanted to hear. That's all I wanted to hear. If you got money, preserve your seed. The youth are listening. They're not stupid. The youth are listening. Okay? The youth are listening. I'm going to get up out of here. But the youth are listening. Give the youth some credit. They're learning from our mistakes. Don't discount the youth, all right? I'm a youth advocate, all right? Okay, okay, yes. That was it. That was it. 
All right. Okay. Okay. Now let's get to how, um, I, I just have to play this because you know, when a white man gets involved in your business, everybody gets on the humble real quick, sir. No, sir. Yes, sir. No, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. No, <laughs> when uh, you now, this is the son of one of the most prolific drug dealers, you know, in America. But when the white man show up or the white man tell you what time it is, you gon' you gonna act right. Let's go, let's go, let's go, let's go. Now, to give you context, this is from last year. You got popped with a pistol in, in his bag, right? Everyone knows this. I mean, if you're into social media and this is the, uh, this is a little Meech, son of Big Meech. And we all watching, um, we all watch BMF season one, season two was cool, right? We all watch it. We know who this is. You got popped with a pistol at the airport. Yeah. Like Gunna. Y- yes, sir. No, sir. No, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. I know, but un- sir, unfortunately, sir, there's sir. certain procedures we have to follow okay, anytime listen. something comes in that's prohibited, correct? Right. So listen, you sir. understand that, correct? Do you have your ID on you? Sir, my- See, see how humble, how meek and humble, sir, sir, sir. Hey, Walt Diddy, where you at, sir, sir, sir? Anthony Brian Logan, sir, sir, sir. Nick Taylor, sir, sir, sir. Cersei. <laughs> Just say Cersei. IDs in my bag. In the bag? Yes, I'm a minor, sir. Listen, I'm a minor, sir. I'm a minor, sir. <laughs> I'm a minor, sir. I ain't gangster like that. I just play a gangster on TV. I just play a gangster on TV. All right? <laughs> I just play a gangster on TV. Sir, sir, sir. Sir, sir, sir. Just say Cersei. Just say Cersei. <laughs> Mr. Sir. <laughs> this nigga talk about he a minor. <laughs> My security guards, they left that in my bag, sir. I did not pack okay. my bag. Oh, sir, my security guard did it. <laughs> you get that all straightened out Please, after the fact, okay? okay? Thank you. But, but until then, I have to put you in handcuffs until we figure this out. Okay. Okay, you call, understand that? Can I call my mom or somebody? Will. Can I call my... Always love my mama. And she's my favorite girl. Listen. I ain't going front because when I got it popped, I called my mama too. <laughs> I ain't going front. When I got in trouble, I called my mama too. Because I ain't gonna, cause I knew my dad I knew what my dad was gonna say. All right. We'll do that after. Okay. All right. Just turn around for me, be cooperative. Everything's on video and, and audio surveillance. Plus I'm on body cam. You understand that? Okay. I'm just. This is just for your safety and everybody else around you because there's guns involved, okay, or possible guns. We have to confirm it. Okay, X-ray doesn't tell us 100. percent Okay, just as there's a possibility. Now, I believe the charges were either dropped. You know what? Let's go look and see what happened with those charges. Let's go see what happened with those charges, shall we? Let's go see, because everybody wants to, you know, carry guns. All right. Le Meech gun charge. Yeah, airport. Gun charge, airport. 
So what ended up happening? Okay. So he says mixed up with his bodyguard. <laughs> this was, oh, this was in, okay. Fort Lauderdale, Hollywood. Okay, okay, okay. Okay. This was in Florida. So that's nothing. Um, let's see. Okay. Proved that the bodyguard owned the pistol, including the purchase receipt, gun case, and permit for the firearm. Uh, explained to prosecutors that Meech and the bodyguard share the same taste in luggage. He picked up his bodyguard's bag instead. And Meech's actual bag was accidentally left behind. Um, prosecutors declined to file. Okay, here we go. Declined to file a misdemeanor charge against Meech because of the facts and evidence available in the case and the statements. Okay, so we can't say racism. So he beat the, he beat the charge. The DA said, no, okay, we're not going to file. All right, he beat the charge. He beat the charge. But you know who's not going to beat their charge? You know who's not going to beat their gun charge? Goofy Boosie. I keep trying to tell y'all, California is not the place to get popped with a pistol. And you're a felon. And you're a felon. And you're a felon. Let's see. During a traffic stop in San Diego over the weekend for allegedly having two guns inside a vehicle he was in. It happened Saturday night, May 6th. Mm-hmm. Uh, booking records show Johnson is charged with carrying a concealed weapon in a, f- in a vehicle with prior felonies and not being a registered owner of a firearm. He is still in San Diego central jail and his bond is $25,000. Really? He's still locked up. He had to be out by now. He has to be out by now. There's no way this man's still in jail. Not for a $25,000 bond. Is it on gun charges? They, they, okay, so here's, here's the charges. Felony possession of a firearm. CCW and vehicle. Oh, got here. CCW and vehicle with prior felony convictions. Prohibited owner, uh, etc. Ammunition. Unlisted registered owner of a handgun. Mm, mm, mm. We don't know if the rapper has secured bail or resolved the issue quickly. He's not resolving anything quickly. This is how you know people just don't understand how they got this gun shit work in California. So you know what? Let's do this. Let me get caught up in the in the comments. Oh, he's out already? Okay. I about to say there's no way he's still locked up. But this is still not good. Supposed <laughs> to be cancer, but not this gunshots. I hate y'all right now. Yeah, you know the saying goes, come on, yeah, come on vac- vacation, leave on probation. Yeah. Yeah. That's an old saying. Okay. Okay, so let's look up what are the possible consequences this is california we're talking about okay felony possession of a firearm in california all right let's see now this is just the felony with the firearm Okay. One of the consequences of being convicted of a felony that is your provi- <laughs> felon with a firearm 
This is penal code 29800. Okay. This also extends narcotics. Okay. In other words, it's a felony crime for a convicted felon to own, possess, or purchase a firearm. It applies if you have prior felony convictions, have two or more convictions for specific misdemeanors, or addicted to a narcotic drug. Okay. All right. Okay. Where, where do we... Let's see what the consequences possibly are. Now, they can pop you if you, well, this is what is happening. So if you have been convicted of, a, of any felony offense, not just in California, but in any state or country or by federal law. All right. Let's just get to the consequences. What are the penalties for violating the felon with a firearm law punishable by up to three years in jail. If you are convicted, additionally, you may be fined up to $10,000. That's just the state level. Once again, I've already said this. This is a federal charges. If the feds want to come in and pick him up and charge him, they can. It is a federal crime to be a felon in possession of a firearm. Okay. This is not just a state issue. If the feds wish to come pick him up and charge him for this, they can. All right. Okay. Okay. Um, mm-hmm. So you're looking at three years. Looking at three years. Um, when's Booth? Does it even say his next court date would be? Uh, let's see. <clears throat> I think it's too early to tell. Because I really don't feel like looking him up. It's too early to tell because I really don't feel like looking it up, to be honest with you. So let's go, let's go back to. This nigga stay okay. So in 2021, he's arrested for inciting violence, destroying property, booked on second degree criminal. This nigga's like, listen, niggas like him go need to go back to prison. Beat the murder rap, 2012, acquitted in an alleged murder for hire. Blah blah blah. Yeah, guys like him need to go back to prison. I, I, I'm I'm just I'm just saying. I don't feel like finding it. Well, where is it at? I don't. Nope, not the advocate. I don't want that. Nope. In charge. Guns. Was reportedly in San Diego to shoot a music video. Blah, blah, blah. Okay. Yeah, I'm over it. I'm over it. Oh, I'm over it. I don't care. When it when you know when a court date pops up, I'll I'll cover it. But uh okay, his arraignment is set for May 15th. Is that did I catch that? 
Okay, so he's out. Hatch was not in custody as of Monday. His arraignment was scheduled for May 15th in San Diego Superior Court. He's had to shoot a music video. After the arrest, Hatch posted bail and performed. Uh, and then he, the rapper at one point led the crowd in the F San Diego police. Okay, Hatch's criminal history includes convictions for gun and drug, drug, drug charges. Uh, he beat the murder rap in 2012. Yeah, send this nigga back to prison, y'all. I'm sorry. Send send him back to prison. This is prison where where he, he he would be more more comfortable back in prison. Okay. Okay. Get that up out of here. The trash. Move the trash. All right. Let me get up in these comments. <laughs> if you're a Bootsy fan, I'm sorry. This nigga just deserves to be back in prison. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. It's, it's it, yeah, you never know if the feds, it, it's at the feds discretion. It's at the feds discretion, you know, but he's going to do time. Like there's not going to be no probation. <laughs> like they're going to lock his ass up. This is California, man. All right. Yeah. If you want to put pin that Duke, the jeweler thing uh, along with you, see, see how it gets ugly. See how it gets ugly. Chauncey, thank you for the five on the super chat. Uh, I think the machine tied a booty anyway. They about to take care of him. I agree. I agree. Um, like I said, there's really no statute of limitations on if the feds want to come get you. You know what? Let's look that up. Let me make sure. I want to make sure. I want to make sure. But I believe there's no statute on, lim on, on limitations on f on felony gun con con uh, possession. Uh, statute of limitations. Oh shit! Limitations. Um, federal felony. Uh, statute of limitations. Federal felony. Gun possession. Gun possession. I'm telling you, man. Here we go. What is Okay. That's Cal. Okay, federal. Here we go. Here we go. Here we go. Statute of limitations in California and federal criminal cases. No limitations on first degree murder or graping or embezzling. I did not know that. Embezzlement has no statute of limitations. I did not know that. Y'all better learn something. But this is California. I only care about the feds part. Give me the feds, y'all. Where the feds at? Okay, criminal statute limitations for federal crimes. This usually involves, okay, some crimes have longer. Six years on IRS tax evasion. Seven years on crimes involving major fraud against the federal government. Eight years on federal terrorism that do not involve violence. Ten years, including arsons, immigrations, embezzling. Twenty years, limitation of theft of a major artwork. Federal crimes that have no statute of limitation. Federal crimes that are punishable by death. Federal terrorism crimes that cause uh, death or serious body in injury, injury. Or sex crimes with a minor. Okay, but it's not giving me what I want for the guns, though. Yeah, what is the federal statute? 
want the statute of limitation. Okay, here we go. This might be it. Federal gun laws. Okay. Many different federal gun charges per law. Okay, okay. So it's pretty complex. Federal gun crimes and charges. Okay, however, most federal gun illicit trafficking. Okay, trafficking. Okay, those were licensed. See, I don't care about all this. I just want felony possession. Federal gun punishment. Uh, use of a gun crime. No federal gun sentencing guidelines. Ranging even from 5 to 30 years for possession, brandishing, or firing during a crime of violence. Okay, so the best case I can give y'all for non-capital crimes related to gun possession or importation asserts a statute of limitations of 60 months, which is 5 years. Capital crimes and violent offenses that were committed using a firearm may be prosecuted beyond this. So I'm going to assume by this, he has five, they have five years to come pick this up. Right. If I'm reading this correctly, the feds have five years to prosecute Boosie on a felony possession, uh, felony gun possession by a felon. So we're looking at he he has yeah five they got five years to come get him if they want to if they want to make an example out of him. So I would I not I would not be surprised if they actually picked him up on this that the feds got involved. I wouldn't be surprised. I wouldn't be surprised. I wouldn't be surprised. Just saw the interview of a mother. Oh yeah yeah yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's it's pretty bad, pretty bad. Pretty bad. Yeah, do not get popped with pistols in New York or Cali. That's just, it's just all bad. Because no one has, I know as far as New York, nobody gets probation. Lil Wayne did his three years. Plaxico Burris did his three years, even after shooting his damn self. Like, they're a gun possession Unregistered gun possession in New York off the top is minimum three years. Minimum. Uh, finesse two times in the little, in that little boy. What, what happened? Um, didn't have to know. Didn't. <laughs> Come on, man. Come on, man. Come on, dog. Charleston just called the feds on finesse two times. Jeez. I don't care about that. Uh, that's none of my business. That's none of my business. All right. Let's get into the, the, to the matter real quick. What is this? What is this? Do I want this part? Nope. I want to go to this first. You know what? Let's do this. This here, man. Has anyone seen this? I'm late to the party. I'm about two days behind. I'm two. I'm about two days behind. Has anyone heard of this book? Are you with me? Wait, they pulled it already. They done pulled this woman's book off Amazon. <laughs> 
I believe Ja Rule did a, got in trouble. Yeah, I could be wrong. Yeah, Prodigy did his three. Exactly. You're going, you're going to do a minimum of three years for gun possession in New York. A minimum. Minimum. They, they hand that shit out like candy. Has anyone heard of this book? This is crazy, yo. Listen. Let's go to Newsweek. The book is called, Are You With Me? This woman that wrote a book about grief. Listen, white women on on some next level shit. White women are next level with the killing. (laughs) Y'all be careful with these white women, man. Uh, Okay, that's not it. That's not it. Here we go. Darden Richens had been married to her husband for nine years and they had three children with him at the time of his death. She released a book, Are You With Me? Almost a year to the day after his passing, the work which guides children through difficulty of losing a loved one was written in reaction to Richens' death. Okay? All right, okay. Citing court documents, the outlet reports that first responders responded to calls regarding an unresponsive man in Summit County, Utah. Eric Richens was found on the floor at the foot of his bed. Life-saving measures were attempted, but Eric was declared deceased. It was later found that Richens died of a fentanyl overdose after ingesting five times the lethal dosage. Darden Richens said in a police interview that she and her husband were celebrating closing on a house before heading to bed. Darden Richens told authorities that she made a Moscow a Moscow Mule cocktail for her husband. Uh-oh, 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 uh-oh. Court documents quote Darden Richards as saying that she left the couple's bedroom to check on one of their children and ended up falling asleep in the child's room. Upon returning to the couple's bedroom at around 3 a.m., that's the witching hours again, uh, Darden Richards felt cold and he was cold to the touch. That is when the defendant called 911. When Darden Richards uh, told police that she left her phone in the couple's bedroom, phone records show that the device was active while she was in the child's room. In addition, tolls on the defendant's phone show the messages were sent and received. During that time, these messages were deleted. A police search of Darden Richards' phone and computer showed several communications with an acquaintance. This person themselves had drug-related charges that included multiple counts of a controlled substance with intent to distribute. Okay. Okay, okay. So the acquaintance said that Darden Richards had requested and received prescription pain medication for an investor sometime between December 21st and February 2022nd. The acquaintance was advised to leave the pills at a house that Darden Richens was in process of flipping. The acquaintance said that Darden Richens contacted them two weeks later and added that her invested wanted something stronger and asked for some of the Michael Jackson stuff, specifically fentanyl. Darden Richens is alleged to have paid 900 for 15 to 30 fentanyl pills in February 2022. Richens fell ill after a Valentine's Day dinner at the couple's home. He is said to have shared with the friend his belief that his wife had poisoned him. Two weeks later, Darden Richens again made contact with her acquaintance who got another $900 of fentanyl pills. Citing warrants, uh, <laughs> reports that Richens' family members told investigators shortly after his death that they suspected his wife had killed him. He warned them if anything happened to him, she was to blame. 
Darden Richards claimed that she had performed CPR on her husband at the time of his death was deemed unlikely by fire and EMS first responders. They noted the blood coming from the dead man's mouth. Darden said, according to documents, that her husband had an addiction to prescription pain medication while he was in high school. She added he didn't have any substance abuse issues since. No painkillers were found in the family home. Blah, 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 blah. Richards held a joint life insurance policy with his stone masonry business partner per the warrant. Darden Richards logged, logged into the policy in January 2022 and changed it. She removed the couple as each other's beneficiary, uh-oh, naming herself as the policy's sole beneficiary. After both men were informed by the insurance company of the amendment, they were able to change it back. It was after this that Richards fell ill following his Valentine's Day meal. Before his death, Richards reported changed the beneficiary of his will and, and his power of attorney, replacing his wife with his sister. Per the warrant, the businessman didn't tell Darden Richards of the change. He believed she would kill him for the money and wanted their children to be financially secure. Cheesy peach. Okay, 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 okay. Okay. Darden Richards learned that she had been cut out of her husband's will at a gathering at the family home in, on March 5th, one day after Richards' death. Uh, according to warrants, Richards had intended to file for divorce. He passed away before he was able to initiate pro- proceedings. Jeez. Weeks later, defendants sued her sister-in-law for control over his estate. She said that the couple's prenuptial agreement deems her entitled to the money, family, home, and other assets. Utah has the Slayer's Rule, a statute that says a murderer cannot retain a property interest in their victim's estate. I like that. I like that. Okay, let me see. Let me see. So they, they, she's been charged. Hold up. Okay. Da, 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 da. Took us all by shot. We had three little boys. Um, 10, nine, and six. Da, 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 da. This is her. She was arrested for the murder Monday, uh, March, 2022. She's accused of, of having poisoned her husband with fentanyl at their home in Camas, Utah. Prosecutors argue that Ms. Richens made a late night call to the authorities in March last year to say that her husband was cold to the touch. Says she made her husband a mixed drink using vodka to supposedly celebrate a recent sale of a home before she left to help one of their three children sleep in their bedroom. White women are the coldest, man. The charges come two months after Ms. Richards appeared on local TV to speak about her picture book, Are You With Me?, which she authored to help children after losing someone close to them. White women are coldest. Whoa. Oh, oh, oh. Okay. Okay. Uh, also, a warrant also states that Ms. Richards was caught changing her husband's life insurance policy to make herself the only beneficiary. White women, the coldest, y'all. White women, the coldest. Okay. She planned on divorcing. Uh, last month, she told KPCW that the book was inspired by her own kids' questions. You know, is dad with us? Because they're going through the sadness of knowing that he's not here presently. Now they done lost both parents. Cheesy peace. Listen. Y'all better stop acting like these white women are any better. <laughs> Y'all better stop acting like these white women are any, if anything, they're more calculating, more strategic, more methodical, right? They're, they're, they, they think long-term. 
Oh my god. <laughs> Y'all better stop playing like these white. Yo, hey, the white man, listen. He done learned from the best. Listen, white women done learn from the best. All right. And learn from the best. Lord have mercy. Lord have mercy. Okay. The real ghost face killers. I'm done. I'm done. I'm done. I'm done. I'm done. Okay. <laughs> Let's get to the next. Motherfucking stories. Let's get to the next motherfucking story. Okay. Um, which one do I care about? Which one? Okay, real quick, real quick recap of Boosie's charges. These are his charges. Felony possession of a firearm, CCW and vehicle with uh, prior felony conviction, prohibited owner, uh, et cetera, of ammunition, unlisted registered owner of handgun. These are, oh, okay, let me see. Yeah, these are pretty much, these are all felonies. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I mean, cause he's got, yeah, he's got the. Yeah, nigga, you done. He's there. Listen, he's going to do time. He's going to do time. He's going to do time. The only question is how much. Yeah, he, he's going to do time. If you're a Boosie fan, he about to go back. Your boy up out of there. He'll, he'll. <laughs> Welcome to CDC, bruh. Welcome to CDC. Okay. All right, let me get out of there. Hey, real quick. I did not know. I know this is random. I did not know Christopher Reeves was 6'4". I know I'm late to this. This is the Superman that we all grew up with. Uh, I did not know this. He was 6'4". He's 6'4", 220. That's, that's a good size. Uh, how much do you weigh? Mm, around 225. 225? Two, two For kids born around the 70s and 80s, Christopher Reeves is the OG Superman. But he was initially overlooked by casting directors for being too skinny, despite trying to trick them during the audition. I was a string bean, and Superman's not a string bean, so I wore a big bulky blue sweater because I thought, oh my god, I've got to look stronger. But the 1970s Superman comic depicted a superhero physique that wouldn't look out of place on a bodybuilding stage. A padded uniform was prepared for him, but Christopher Reeve was determined to build up his own physique for real. In this diet, I eat four times a day. I tell you, I'm on a high meat diet, protein diet, vitamin pills, nothing like steroids or anything like that. But, um, I mean, I get to eat as much of as anything that I want, and it's, it's great. Although he didn't get huge by today's standards, he really filled out his six-foot-four-inch frame in what was probably one of the earliest Hollywood transformations. I didn't know he was 6'4". I didn't know he was 6'4". Shit, that, that's a... Uh... Six four two twenty five. That's you. You moving some furniture. <laughs> you know what I'm saying. You move. You moving some furniture. That's a big boy. Yeah, Jay Jermaine again. <laughs> Thank you, brother. Uh, Ten on the super chat. Please don't tell me you have some witches brew. I won't say what Miles Davis said affected me from commenting on here. Only your stream. What? 
on your stream, I'm having this issue. For real? No, bro. I'm, everything looks good, man. But thanks, bro. Uh, shit, I don't know what to say. Let me, uh, let me go look at myself. Let me see my... I look, I look good. Yeah. No, I, I look and sound good. I don't know, bro. Yeah, re, re, reboot. Maybe clean out some cookies or something. I would say reboot, clean out the cookies. Or I would clean out the cookies. And if that doesn't work, then reboot. So, yeah. No, I, I look good on my end, bro. See, see, wait, 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 let me see. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah, um, I don't know, bro, I'm sorry. Hey! I thought it was my internet. Really? You froze on me? It ain't me, man. Oh, I just got the e-camp. Yeah, hit me up if you need a... I got you. I got you. When it, when it works, flawless. When it works, it's flawless. I would just definitely say make sure you have enough computing power because uh, this thing likes to, to eat. You know? It, it will eat some, some data. He said, I froze, then went dark for a few minutes. I don't know, man. Listen, ain't no, no, man, ain't nobody behind me. It ain't me. I would have put him at 6'2". See, that's what I'm saying. Like, I didn't, yeah, I had no idea he was 6'4". Okay, it ain't me. Hey, listen, Techie, we're not going to do this. We're not going to do this. Okay, we're not, what we're not going to do is Ecamm versus OBS. We're, we're not going to do this. All right? <laughs> I rebooted twice already. What are you watching me on? Laptop or uh, desktop or, or phone? I never watch anybody on, on a laptop. I, if I watch everybody on my phone. Man, it's the wife making, doing what the fuck she does, man. She be doing, she what she did. You went dark a few minutes ago, but it was only for a few seconds. See, that's we're not going to do this. We're not going to do this. We're not going to do this. So we're not going to do. No. All right, let's do this. Let's get into some nonsense. Matter of fact, I got two stories that connect into one. Okay. All right. So first things first, the house passes the, uh, the anti-sports bill, right? Yes, the House voted on Thursday uh, to pass a GOP-led bill that would ban uh, athletes from women's and girls' sports at federally funded schools and educational institutions, not state. Not state. So if you attend a public university, state-funded university, I'm going to strangle this. She in there cooking. I'm going to leave her alone, y'all. She cooks. I can't complain. She enjoys cooking. I'll let her have that. Okay. 
This is only federally funded institutions. If it's public or state, you're in trouble. This does not affect public or state institutions. Sorry. So is this a real win? Uh, the final vote was 219 to 203. Um, the House bill would prohibit uh, the trans women and girls from playing on sports team consistent with their gender identity. It seeks to amend federal law to require that sex shall be recognized based solely on a person's reproductive biology and genetics at birth. Okay. Title IX prohibits discrimination on the basis of sex and education programs and activities that receive funding from the federal government. Here we go. The bill will not prohibit schools or institutions from permitting males to practice against women's sports teams. Under the bill, a recipient of the federal education funding violates Title IX's prohibition against sex discrimination if the recipient operates, sponsors, or facilitates athletic programs or activities and allows a person whose sex is male to participate in an athletic program or activity that is designated for women or girls. The bill titled the Protection of Women and Girls in Sports Act. Okay. Republicans have argued that transgender women hold a physical advantage over cisgender women in sports and thus their participation could consequently limit opportunities for others. Duh. Democrats, of course, say policies to restrict athletes' participation in team sports adds to the discrimination. Jesus Christ. This is what they really believe. So they're more worried about discrimination as opposed to, you know, wow, that's crazy. And you people still vote Democrat. They say here, trans kids deserve the right to be equal members of their school communities, learn sportsmanship, and challenge themselves outside of a classroom, including by participating in school sports. Democratic Rep. Mark Polkin of Wisconsin. Y'all still out here voting Democrat, huh? Hmm. Interesting. Here we go. Discrimination has no place in our nation's schools or on our playing fields. <laughs> At a time when transgender youth already face a nationwide mental health crisis. Okay. With half of transgender youth in recent surveys saying they have seriously considered uh, deletion, a national law that further stigmatizes these children is completely unnecessary, hurts families and students, and would only put students. I, I'm, I'm over this. I'm over this. Okay. Here's the tie in story. The tie in story. You ready? All right, here we go. Here's a tie-in story. Um, I told y'all, I told y'all this, this, this wave of men seeking other types of men that look like women. I, I told y'all it's way more rampant than anybody is admitting. Okay. I told y'all this thing is way more rampant than people care to realize. Let's see what the fuck. Okay. Yeah, a cis woman is that's a natural, that's a natural woman. That's how they just that's the new t- yeah. So when they say cis, that means if cis aka fish. Cis aka fish is what they referring to. Okay. Said this many, many years ago that there's, there's men have been openly seeking these types of people. All right. Now, if you remember the group B five, B five was like the little, all the little light skinned dudes. This is, they were signed to bad boy. Like you had to, man, they, they came after, they were after Danny DeCane, I believe. Right. 
Okay, you know what? Let's let's do this. Let me give you all a history lesson. B five group. Yeah, the B five. They're all the little light skinned like little Chicanos, right? This is what this was them. Yeah, y'all remember this B five? Y'all remember B five? This was back in 2019. This was them. They're like a little Chicano menudo, you know, the, the elder barge, you know what I'm saying? So at the time, the five brothers, right? Dustin, Michael, Kellen, Allen, Patrick, Owen, Carnell, Frederick, and Brian, Jesse discovered in 2005 by Sean Diddy Combs, signing the bad boy, blah, 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 blah. Um, yeah, they were, you know, they had a, you know, yeah. Right? Yeah, this was them. Okay. I'm going to, let me get back to it. Let me get back to it. All right. All right. So this is B5. Okay. Now, here we go. Now, I told y'all. I told y'all men were out here actively. None of this being fooled. And, oh, you fooled me. Ho, ho, ho. No, none of this trickery. None of this chicanery. No, I told y'all years ago, men were actively out here looking for these type of men because in their minds and their experiences, they were more, you know what? But when you see his girlfriend on the Bobby, the bar side of the game, you know what? Damn y'all Tony Anthem. You done started this shit. <laughs> Damn it. All right, let's go. Let's go. B5's Dustin Michael reveals relationship with D Smith condemns violence against them people. Here we go. You ready? B5's Dustin Michael is revealing he's in a very beautiful relationship with director D Smith. Don't worry. We're going to show who, who is, who his partner is R and B singers. Now 35 shared a video on Instagram Tuesday, addressing the stigma of dating trans women and why he chose now to discuss his relationship. I'm in a very beautiful relationship with someone who makes me very happy. She's very sexy, very talented. And most of all, she has a beautiful, kind spirit, which I love. My girlfriend, she is transgender. Her name is D Smith. Okay. Okay. Smith had directed a video, right? Is it a documentary? Okay called Kokomo city at the Coco's death. I wanted to make it very clear to D Smith that she has a place that she can feel safe and free with, and basically feel seen in love without any conditions. Michael said, I don't want to be one of those men benefiting from a trans woman in private. And I celebrate her publicly. Now I ain't mad at that. I'm not mad at that. That that's his partner. Whew. Ladies, listen, we need to have a serious talk. <laughs> Ladies, this is y'all for place. They replacing y'all with this. <laughs> they out here replacing y'all with this. I'm I'm not here to judge. I I I'm not here to judge. I'm not here to judge. I'm just telling y'all. <laughs> hey, man. 
Um. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Uh, Smith reposted Michael's video. I'm so proud of you. We've known each other for almost 10 years now. And every moment with you was always validating. So many men only dream of being as brave as you are. She added, thank you for being the example of a human, just loving a human. I'm so grateful for your heart, ambition, and spirit. I love you. Michael further explained in his video that Coco's story hit me close to home because I feel as men... Black men, we're not allowing ourselves to love who we want to love openly without fearing being judged and shamed publicly. The B5 singer said black men are taught as children that being sexually ambiguous is wrong and that we learn to suppress certain feelings, but we don't ever grow up and really learn to deal with them. Sometimes that emotional trauma can basically lead to violence or death, which brings me to why I'm doing this video. All right. <sighs> Listen, if he's happy, I'm happy for him. That's all that matters. Wait a minute, James Jermaine. Thank you again for the tear up super chat. Wait, you need to snatch some collars and let more folks know you're ready to take them out. Anytime you feel it, that Buster Tariq got exposed. I know, right? Got exposed, trying to speak on reparation. Man, listen. <laughs> Hey, we're going to talk about the, the reparations. We're going to talk about it, bruh. Listen. 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 There's plenty of men that don't want that. Why are you gay? I judge everybody. Lord have mercy. <laughs> hey, hey. It is wrong. Brainwashed by the white bag, but the buck breakers. I, you know what? I, I have no dog. Oh no, not just pussy thing. I can't with y'all right now. I have no dog in this fight. I, I have no dog in this fight. I have no dog in this fight. Y'all think Tariq fumbled the bag, huh? Okay, well you know let's go ahead and get to it. Let's go ahead and get to it. Let's get to the reparations thing. Now, now let me just say this again. I'm not a prophet. I'm not crazy. I'm not a crazy intellectual, but I told y'all this was never going to happen. Didn't I tell y'all? Didn't I tell y'all this was never going to happen? Matter of fact, let me pull it to the, to the actual article itself. It said no. Didn't I tell y'all this was never going to happen? Right? I told y'all this. Didn't I tell you this was not going to happen? Did, didn't I? I did say this, right? I did go on record many, many times to say this is not going to happen. Okay? God. You know, it's all good. I did, You know, it's all good. I just, I remember going on, on record many, many years ago. This is not going to happen. This is not going to happen. 
in fact, it's never going to happen. Okay? This was never going to happen. But let's get to the fact that someone had the, the nerve to actually kind of go at Tariq Nasheed. saying this was not going to happen I remember I said this was not going to happen I said that now let's get into what actually took place and and is this Tariq Nasheed's fault if it is how okay so y'all educate me um if this is Tariq's fault how Okay. How is this Tariq Nasheed's fault? I like I said, educate me. I'm 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 open. I'm open to it. Okay. People were off their mothers for reparations. Uh yeah, I already covered that, Tobeans. You kinda late with that. Uh let's see. Okay. Not Tariq's fault at all. I I, I yeah, I'm trying to figure out I mean because I see a lot of people online blaming him for it not working now okay so gavin newsom backed away tuesday from the idea of paying reparations to descendants of slaves after a state panel he signed into law calculated the state was liable for hundreds of billions of dollars now how much do you think he was going to i mean how much did you think the cost was going to be you know but let's 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 keep it going now, the committee composed predominantly of black members held hearings throughout the state and concluded that California owed black residents $1.2 million each, though it limited eligibility to the sense of slaves. Okay. All right. Okay. Newsom declined to endorse the cash payments, which could reach as high as $1.2 million for a single recipient. Uh, recommended by his reparations task force telling Fox news digital that de- that dealing with the legacy of slavery is about much more than cash payments. He declined to endorse any specific recommendations, though he pledged to continue to advance systemic changes that ensure an inclusive and equitable future for all Californians. Dealing with that legacy is, is about much more than cash payments. Many other recommendations put forward by the task force are critical action items we've already been hard at work addressing, breaking down barriers to vote. Okay, who wants that? Bolstering resources to address hate, enacting sweeping law enforcement and justice reforms to build trust and safety. Nobody wants that. Strengthening economic mobility. No, nobody cares about that. All while investing billions to root out disparities 
disparities and improve equity in housing, education, health care, and well beyond. Nope, nope. Nobody cares. They want now. Nobody wants to wait and sacrifice their next 10, 15, 20 years of life for the next generation. That's just not going to, that's not feasible. Newsom was referring to the community's po uh, policy recommendations, which include overturning Proposition 209, a law banning the use of race in state hiring and contracts. Okay. Opponents of Proposition 209 want the state to be able to give preferential treatment to African-American and Latino residents, but the same California electorate, electorate that vetoed overwhelmingly for Joe Biden in 2020 also rejected a referendum, Proposition 16, to overturn 209. Critics of the Reparations Task Force have suggested that Newsom and the Democrats plan all along to ignore some of the committee's proposals, then to blame Republicans for being the obstacle for, uh, to implementing them. I told y'all this was never going to happen. You're going to have to get that money in blood. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. You're going to have to take that money, what's owed to you, back in blood. That's the only way. Okay. On top of, you know, changing your status to a certain extent to be recognized by the United Nations because the United Nations still does not recognize African Americans as such. Do not let them fool you. All right. Uh, shit. What is this? Is it loading? Okay. I'm so fat. You're not fat. It's the shirt. Psh, look at Nate. He is true classic. It's tight around the shoulders, arms, and it then tapers off towards the bottom. Nate also has six pack abs. Stupid. Brewer, former NFL player and founder of the Jack Brewer Foundation. He's also on the U.S. Commission for the Social Status of Black Men and Boys. Uh, Jack, always good to have you with us. Thank you very much for being here. Uh, you heard that report. What goes through your mind, sir, as you listen to that? Man, it, it sounds like a lot of confusion, you know, as we uh, look at our, our real issues that we have as, as black folks in America, particularly in California. You know, uh, there's a million blacks in L.A. County alone. And in the last report that I that I read, 80 percent of those kids in, in those schools can't read and write at proficiency levels. So if you're going to talk about reparations, let's talk about reparations through education. Let's actually um, have reparations that are going to work for the people. I mean, you, you, you got a fatherlessness crisis going throughout that state uh, where these black kids are being raised in, in homes that uh, don't have any dads. And so those are our real issues, our criminal justice issues, our educational issues. You talk about social justice, it's not going to be completed by just handing out checks to people. And, and, and all you're going to do is cause more racial division throughout that state. Imagine what's going to happen if you start handing people out millions of dollars and they got to go and compete against folks that immigrated over here from Mexico or any other part. There are a lot of poor people. Uh, and so I'm all for reparations, but reparations through education that makes sense so people can go to school, go to college, but more importantly, bring some morality back to our families and put the dads back in the homes. I mean, it's a great point. You know, when you think about how much we. Okay, wait, wait, wait. To be fair, 
To be fair, wait, wait, who said that point? Who agrees with this, what he said? Renzo, you said, okay, you agree. Rep- reparations through education, I like that. Listen, no one else had to have stipulations on their checks. Nobody else, Japanese, Chinese, Vietnamese, ease, ease, and the in the U.S. and is in the in the Raelis. None of them had to ever have stipulations with their checks. Why is it? Why is it? Even though I have no dog in this fight, why must stipulations be attached to black people's checks? I'm just asking questions. We have let really. Oh shit! My bad. My bad. My bad. All children uh, across the nation down during the course of of COVID, and they're barely proficient. There are entire school districts where nobody is proficient in reading or math. Baltimore is one of them. Um, What do you think would be the reaction to this panel that you just heard from if you said to them, you know, let's let's put it into education. Let's let's give kids a guarantee that they'll be able to read by third grade, that they'll be able to be proficient in math by eighth grade. And if we fail them, then we're going to you know, we're going to have to make it right or that fathers need to be in the home. What do you think the reaction would be to this panel from this panel to what you're saying? It's what I get all the time. It's the response of the Antichrist. They call me an Uncle Tom. They call me names. And, and, and for that, I don't care because, you know, our kids need spirituality again. You know, a, a, a God-fearing person would not sit up there and demand for million-dollar checks. A God-fearing person would demand for righteousness to be instilled back in the children. They'd be able to see uh, our kids in the streets mass murdering each other. Gang, gangs uh, are, the, are spiking around L.A. Listen. County in many don't conflate the issue. The issue is, at the end of the day, monies are owed to a certain class of people. We, we're used to the, the, to the racism. We're used to the police uh, discrimination. We're used, we're used to all the calamities. We're used to all that shit. No, nigga, like, just cut the fucking check. Just cut the check, bro. No one cares about all this shit you're talking. The kids going to be all right. Education, we gonna be all right. Just cut, just cut what's old. All this extra, she gonna tie in extra stuff to the monies. No, so fat. because you're not asking anybody else um, to go through to jump through hoops to what's owed to them. Once again, I keep saying this: y'all, the only way you are gonna get this money back is to take it back in blood. I, I, I know it sounds crazy. It sounds anarchist. Um, sounds like I'm inciting something. I'm just telling you what what it, what it will take place for this to happen. reaction to this panel that you just heard from if you said to them you know let's let's put it into education let's let's give kids a guarantee that they'll be able to read by third grade to be in the home what do you think the reaction would be it's the response of the antichrist they call me an uncle a god-fearing person would not sit up there and demand for million dollar checks a god-fearing person would demand for righteousness to be instilled back in the children they'd be able to see uh, our kids in the streets mass murdering each other gang gangs are Mm. are spiking around la county and many other parts you see what's going on in in our inner cities you see how our little girls are dressing you're talking about sex trafficking at at its highest levels we've ever had because there's no dads in the homes our our kids aren't going to church anymore i mean our communities are ravished right now and you got a bunch of people standing up asking for million dollar checks it's absolutely insane to me let's fix our problems our cultural issues that start with spirituality you should be fighting to put the ten commandments back in school 
school, fighting to, to empower wow. teachers that can actually go out and help fight this crisis that we're living in when we got 75% of our kids born out of wedlock. We got to wake up. Jack Brewer, uh, thank you very much. It's always good to hear your voice on these issues. Oh, this, that was disgusting. That was disgusting. I never need to hear that man speak ever again. Ever again. You want to know why you're not getting reparations? <laughs> you want to know why you're not getting reparations? Because it is. This is part of the reason why you're not getting reparations, people. This is part of the reason. All right. NYC, eyeing $225 million deal to house migrants in the Roosevelt Hotel. Okay. Hundreds of asylum seekers could be poised to reside at the New York City's Roosevelt Hotel in the coming weeks. The Adams administration is in talks to convert the historic Manhattan Hotel. This is Manhattan, y'all. There's nothing cheap in Manhattan. Right. Uh, let's see. The Big Apple reportedly offered to secure 1,025 hotel rooms for migrants on a daily basis for 36 months at the rate of $200. That's $225 million over three years. The thousand room luxury hotel owned by Pakistan International Airlines. Multiple construction and cleaning crews were spotted coming and going from the hotel lobby on Tuesday, including a handful of workers who were spiffing up the front entrance. Yeah, South South Shore uh, High School. Yeah, it's an abandoned school. Yeah. Everyone is under the gun to get everything done to make it suitable living conditions for people. It's not terrible. It's old and the building is outdated, but it was an operational hotel up until a few years ago. So it's not in shambles, but it needs some TLC. The contractor who didn't want to be named said it was no secret among the workers that they were getting the space ready to house migrants. I remember there was another hotel in New York where the, the the illegals were, were they were so entitled they didn't want to eat the hotel food. Remember that a couple months ago, they were they were housing migrants and they didn't want to eat the hotel food. They were wasting the food. Today it was most mostly just setting up the lobby for chairs for intake and how they're going to to sort things out to get rooms. The hotel, which first opened its doors in 1924, has been the backdrop for a string of Hollywood movies, including Made in Manhattan, Malcolm X, Wall Street, The French Connection, The Irishman, and Man on a Ledge. The migrants are going to think they can come to like Hollywood or something when they start walking around inside this hotel. I mean, it's going to be crazy. The lobby is beautiful. They don't need to do anything. The rooms are outdated, but they're all gorgeous. This place is huge, a whole city block. The migrants are coming here from Venezuela and wherever else. They're going to think they landed in heaven. They're never going to want to leave. So 
Security guards outside the hotel claimed the owners had signed a three-year contract with the city to house migrants. The potential deal involves setting aside roughly 500 hotel rooms for migrants. The plan is to, you know, get through this slow period and then after three years, you know, housing the migrants. Then they're going to open it back up as a regular hotel. Nearly 61,000 migrants have flooded into the city since last spring and more than 37,000 of them are currently living in the city operated or city funded shelter facilities. This is some bullshit. This disgusts me to no end. This is why you're not getting reparations, y'all. I keep trying to tell y'all you're going to have to get this back in blood. New York is done. New York is done. I don't never need to ever go back to New York for anything. For anything. I'm good. I'm good. Matter of fact, let me look up the, uh, Okay. Migrant Chicago South Shore High School. Was it South Shore High School? I could be wrong. I don't know. Yeah, South Shore. Okay. Wait, wait. Is this it? Oh, okay. You know what? Let's do this. Let's go to NBC. NBC lets me use their stuff. Sounding off in the South Shore neighborhood, protesting the city's plan to house migrants at the shuttered South Shore High School. NBC 5's Lexi Suter has the latest on tonight's meeting with members of the mayor's office and the community. You're not supposed to interrupt. You're not supposed to interrupt. Please let me finish. It was difficult for city leaders to get a word in, as the vast majority of residents inside this school gym made it clear they do not want the former South Shore High School to be used for helping migrants. Calling for the city to halt its plans. I am just outraged. I'm outraged and I don't understand why our community was chosen. Residents asked questions and expressed their concerns. Number one is safety. I don't hate anyone. I just want to feel safe. And number two is the concern for their own neighbors lacking resources. I think that would be fair. And that you also provide that bed, that shower, that meal. That housing. The city says the empty school would not be a shelter, but a respite center, which means it's an even more temporary space where migrants can take a quick shower and get a hot meal. The city is considering a phased approach using the first floor only, starting with 250 migrants and eventually helping up to 500. Eighth ward, eighth ward, I hear you loud and clear. Alderwoman Michelle Harris telling residents she's here to support them and remains focused on the eighth ward. While this crisis may constitute an emergency for the city of Chicago, it does not constitute an emergency for the South Shore community. The city says the first migrants that would be helped here are the more than 300 that are currently sleeping on the floors of Chicago police stations. The city says this is not a done deal, but calling it a fluid situation. Reporting in South Shore, Lexi Suter, NBC5 News. This is insanity, y'all. Damn ads, damn ads, damn... And I want to look up 
I want to look up the part where they're sleeping in the in the in the uh it is insulting that you would consider such action about a forgotten community that none of you live in. Developing tonight, outbursts and outrage at a community meeting in South Shore over a housing plan for migrants. The debate comes as the city deals with a crisis of where to put migrants bust in from the border. Elizabeth Matthews is live now with more. Elizabeth. Corey and Don, contentious to say the least. This forum was a chance for city leaders to get input from the public about the old South Shore High School housing migrants. The city got their input. A packed house at the South Shore International College Prep High School. The crowd voicing their opinion, strongly opposing the addition of migrants in their community. I am just outraged. I'm outraged and I don't understand why was chosen. City representatives saying the old South Shore High School would not be a shelter, but one of three respite centers for the migrants to temporarily sleep, eat, and take a shower, starting with about 250 people taking up the building's first floor. This is a way for the city to get the current 300 migrants out of the police stations. Questions were asked, but answers hard to hear interrupted by the upset crowd. Before the meeting, a small protest of South Shore neighbors demanding the energy put into the migrant issue be put into their neighborhoods. It is a slap in the face that we as citizens of the United States of America do not have the resources and support, but you're going to bring people who are not citizens here in our community, in our buildings that we pay taxes for, that you took away from us. That is completely unacceptable. We are in a humanitarian crisis right now. The black people in Chicago are bleeding on the streets. Mayor-elect Brandon Johnson had this to say about the migrant crisis. We have a responsibility to make sure that families who are seeking love and support here in the city of Chicago and throughout the state of Illinois, that they are not just welcome, but they are serviced. So is this a done deal? A spokesperson for Mayor Lori Lightfoot's office says this is a possible solution, but still a fluid situation. Reporting live tonight, Elizabeth Matthews, Fox 32, Chicago. Lord have mercy. Lord have mercy. Oh, that's horrible. How you got migrants sleeping in the damn police station? That's, what? Migrants sleeping in chicago how like we we taught to avoid the police they see these motherfuckers what the fudge what in the fudge is he gonna play he gonna play for me no yes no okay we'll find something else we'll find something else we'll find another link Oh, let's okay. Can I skip the ad? Now let me skip the ad. Oh yeah, let me skip the ad. I guess not. I guess not. I guess I too like green eggs and ham.
Uh-oh. Mexico border towns, a new surge of migrants is overwhelming cities like New York, Denver, and Chicago. Here in the Windy City, the situation is so dire that hundreds of new arrivals are sleeping inside police stations. As you step into this police station on the south side of Chicago, the first thing you see is not the typical hustle and bustle of law enforcement, but rather dozens of Venezuelan migrants, including young children, sheltering outside and inside the station's tiny entryway. Local volunteer and social worker Brit Hodgson has been checking in with them daily for the past two weeks, handing out blankets and socks. Breakfast and coffee, and checking on everyone's medical needs. Today, she brought along a friend who is a nurse to examine migrants with respiratory illnesses and other issues. Two families with young kids have been sleeping here for nearly two weeks. They're really in a very small, tight space with heat really blowing to kind of hold the, the building heat in. Um, so they're particularly poor conditions. Hodgdon is part of a group of 120 volunteers caring for migrants sleeping in police stations across Chicago. She blasts city officials for relying so much on everyday citizens. What we're doing essentially is serving as a small local government right now in lieu of the city government and our officials who have been um, called, called to action and have not yet taken it. According to volunteers, more than 400 migrants and counting are sheltering in nearly every police station across the city. And they fear the situation could get worse with a larger influx. This crisis is not only exhausting our city's resources, but it's flat-out dangerous. On Tuesday, outgoing Chicago Mayor Lori Lightfoot declared a state of emergency, blaming Texas Governor Greg Abbott for, quote, inhumanely sending migrants to the Windy City as a political stunt. Governor Abbott has been busing migrants to Democratic-led cities as a challenge to President Biden's border policies. Since August, over 8,000 have arrived in Chicago. Currently, most are sent to police stations until the city can place them in shelters. Alexander Antonio Lopez Luna, who's been sleeping at the station for two nights, trekked from his home country of Venezuela to the U.S. to seek asylum. He says he came to Chicago by bus on his own because he heard the city is a good place for migrants to start a new life and find work. Other cities like New York, Washington, D.C., Philadelphia, and Denver are also dealing with growing migrant crises. We're running out of resources rapidly. Most families that I, that I host... Back in Chicago... They have to stay here for two months, for three months, for one semester. Ana Gil Garcia, the director and founder of the Illinois-Venezuelan Alliance, has been taking matters into her own hands and opening her apartment to dozens of migrant families over the past few years. She worries about how much worse the crisis could get. These are humans and these are people with children and yeah. these are people with, you know, many different needs. No. They come to Chicago with nothing. That's not my problem. <laughs>
That's we don't care. You chose to come to Chicago. <laughs> nah, nah, nah. Listen, people. You know what? Let me pull this back. Let me pull this back. Listen, if this don't get y'all black man and black woman, if y'all don't come together on this, I don't know what else to tell you. If y'all don't say, you know what? Damn this gender war. Uh, yeah. Shit. This is bad. This is bad. Like, now it's, like, open, you know? Like, they're openly doing this, you know? So, oof. I I, don't, I have no words. But, yo, I'm going to get out of here. I've been on for an hour and a half. Yeah, I'm, I'm good. I'm good to go. Oh, yo, I forgot somebody's super chat. Where you at? I forgot. Chelsea, thank you again for the 500 super chat. Uh, they voted Democrat, and this is what y'all got every time. Are you are you surprised at this point? Like, are you surprised at this point? Yeah, you know, but it, it is what it is. I don't know. People. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. We're not. Yeah, we, yeah, it still won't. It still won't force it. You're right. You're right. Still not going to change anything. You're right. I agree. I agree. I agree. Yeah. Tr- Batman Orange tried to stop this. He told y'all. He told y'all. He told. <laughs> All right. I have heard BM celebrate these foreign female migrants coming in. From, ah, listen, I ain't here for that. A woman is a woman at the end of the day. So I can't, I can't, I have no control over that. So I'm gonna get out of here. Thank everybody for hanging out. This is a very somber, somber show. Thank everybody that donated and hung out. And um, y'all go ahead and get out of here. Go to bed. Um, get rest. You know, rejuvenate, relax, relate, release, and we'll do it again tomorrow. This was very, very sobering. Y'all have a good night. Peace. <laughs>